This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We can discuss, give me your truth, it never fails What's going on, y'all? It's another brand new episode of Keeping It Real With Young Wayne That's right, man, and we are here today Like, today could be a kind of light day in a good way Like, okay. light, I mean, as far as, like, happiness Okay We was in Chicago recently because I got a chance to do something that I've always dreamed of doing mm. And that's throwing out the first pitch at the Chicago Cubs <laughs> <laughs> yep, you and sure did. Seven in a stretch. Yep. Uh, Wayne was there with me, man. Yep. It was, it was, it was actually one of the most special moments I've ever. It, it was actually kind of surreal, even when I think about it now. Uh-huh. Just because, as I'm a huge Cubs fan, became a Cubs fan because of my grandfather. Which my grandfather's tripped out because he really was a White Sox fan. Hmm. But we watched the Cubs play every single day in the summertime. That's how we started watching the Cubs play. <laughs> was it Ernie Banks? No, it was like Andre Dawson, Ryan Sandberg. Mm. Nigga, how old do you think I am? Nigga, talking about Ernie Banks. I, I thought you at least 62 by now. Man, fuck you, Wayne. Come <laughs> on, oh, Ernie, Ernie Banks. <laughs> like, yeah, you mean Jackie Robinson in this? <laughs> like, no. Uh, no, you know, Andre Dawson, mm-hmm. Ryan Sandberg, Mark, Mark Grace, Grace, those teams. Yeah. And that's what got me and my brothers to start playing baseball is the summers. Like, the, for me, every time I think about the summertime around that age time I was, it was baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Basketball ended up taking over. But baseball for like two summers straight was like our thing. Like our first baseball bat was a random stick we found in the alley that was shaped like a bat. That's some West ass shit. <laughs> I don't even know why it was shaped like a it was shaped like a bat. It was like a random stick. I don't know how you found a stick. Hey Matt, look. It wasn't even a bat. It just was literally that shaped like, like a, a bat. bat. <laughs> and what but what was y'all hitting? We was hitting the baseball. We found a ball. This is so crazy. This is how how you I'll tell you how I was really grew up in the ghetto. Okay. Okay, the back of because we stayed with our grandparents those first shit eighteen years, and it was an alley, mm-hmm. and it was like a it was a field just full of shit. <laughs> just I mean, it was a field that like right now if you go to my grandparents' house, it's a huge condo building there. Oh, but for wow. years it was just a field. It was like a field that was like dangerous. Like people would go in there like, man, don't go in that field. You are gonna get fucked up. You know, you know glass, it, it, like, it's crack pipes in here, yeah. all type of yeah. shit. It was like it was like for real. Mm, I'm sure that's what we found a baseball at. We found in, a random, in, in, in the, in the place y'all wasn't supposed to go into. Supposed to go in, right? <laughs> now what happened was my dad saw that we loved baseball, so the first gloves he bought us was the Velcro ones. Oh, okay. Where the ball could like Velcro yeah, to the yeah, things, yeah. and we all had Velcro. Make it sound like y'all was really catching the ball. We only had two, so we had like two people be on, you know, playing offense. Two people, you know, and we had to share the gloves with like Nicholas Grissett. Okay. 
Nicholas Grissom. Uh, Nicholas Grissom was our next door neighbor kid. Like we'll just yell at his window. To this day, I think all the kids, it was eight of them. I think they all slept in one room. <laughs> so we're like, Nick. And they're like, hey, man, we trying to sleep. <laughs> Go out there with the little niggas. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we picked Nicholas up. Uh-huh. He'll come play with us. You know, he'll always be either, he'll usually be on, he'll be a me and Matt most of the time and Mark and Nicholas. Oh, sometimes we'll switch it up. Right. And we got really good at it. And my dad got, we was like, no, we need a real baseball. So we got real gloves, real baseball. Uh-huh. And I mean, a couple of dangerous things happened a couple of times. Like one of us lost the bat and somebody got hit the head. I think Mark got hit in the head with the other nut. Oh. Uh, <laughs> man, that was crazy. It was like a fence. Mm-hmm. We'd made our own baseball field. So we had to hack the weeds. Y'all hack the weeds we ourselves? ourselves? Dude, we created a full court in the alley. We <laughs> bought the crates, got the nail, and the nails was just nails we found in the alley. Bruh. We was just this very dangerous. Pro- no, nigga, you resources. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Resources. resources. It was like whatever your resources was. Because my parents didn't want us going too far or anything. Even the way we rode our bikes was around. We had a a pathway that would go through the cars and through the alley and come right back around. Wow, you uh, really lived, dude. And I look forward. I did it every day, and I was happy. That's dope. And we played ball and baseball and basketball for hours. So anyway. Fast forwarded to me, and you know why you don't want to hook that up? Because you know, yeah, uh, Julian, Julian, he's yep. the what is he over there at the club? VP of something. He VP. He important. Yeah, yeah, he. Because yeah. when he gave us that speech in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the, uh, the suite, the suite, owner suite. He's like, all right, y'all, listen up. Like, Damn, he <laughs> right, he like, changed that. He was nice, and then he got like very aggressive. <laughs> but remember, like the door, the doors closed and everything, and I was like, what y'all about to do? We chilling, and yeah. it just changed. We was in the we was in the president suite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he basically was like, look, y'all niggas don't fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely mess this place that. up now. I know it's a good time and everything. <laughs> but no, nah, it was. Then he told us where he was from and all that. He started Man. running down his well, credentials. He, he, I was actually, I respected yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. And like with me, I'm a real baseball fan. So like people was like playing around and shit. I'm like, mm. hey, yeah. me and Matt trying to watch this game. Fam. This is why I was laughing because we were on the, on the field. And you were just like, yo, what the man? Everybody kept like coming up to you trying to get pictures. And this, that, and the third. You was like, man, I'm really just trying to take this all in. So that's why at the beginning of the episode, I laughed because I'm like, yeah, you was kind of bothered, but it was still like, yeah, because people kept like, <laughs> I'm literally trying to take. First of all, this is a childhood dream of mine, right? As watching, I've been to the uh, uh, the first time I've been to Wrigley Fields. My mom took us there, and at the time she got only afford the, the bleacher seats, which. Mm. Don't ever have the kids sit the bleacher seats. There's a lot of ignorant ass cat calling and shit. It, that was the first time I ever saw that shit. Mm. When I was a little kid, they like, "Ooh, look at you, baby!" And I'm like, "Mama, why are they saying that to that lady?" It was like it was craziness. They was wow. all drunk and just having a good time, whatever, talking shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, they was yelling. Ah! Uh, so just all that, all those experiences, and like, so me and Matt both, out of just not even no plan, both touched the field. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get out there, we we touch the grass, like wow. ran our hands through the grass. Wow! And it was just like, oh, it just felt like little kids. Like, mm. damn, we at Wrigley Field, two black kids from the west side of Chicago, mm. and I'm about to throw out the first pitch, which was another thing. Most people don't bring their own glove to do that. I did. Yeah, you had a glove and a ball. Didn't I had a glove and my own goddamn ball. I was like, what this guy do? <laughs> they was like, ain't nobody ever did that before. Like nobody else had a glove. No. Or their own ball. They're like, what you been practicing? Like, no, motherfucker, I play baseball. <laughs> and I threw that shit right down the pike. Okay, okay. Perfectly thrown pitch. 
Perfectly. Like per- perfectly. One of the greatest first pitches of all. All right, now. Where's the video? Uh, it really is. Where's the video? Uh, we'll find it. <laughs> but it's one of the greatest first pitches of all time. Okay. And, um, but the next level was hmm. me doing a seven-inch stretch. Oh, that was crazy. That yeah. was yeah. absurd. Now you did that perfectly. That was like... Man, I was like, this dude. They was like, do you want the words? Maybe they was like, do you want the words? I said, I don't need the words, lady. It's like, you want to rehearse? Like, nigga, no. You understand? I've been singing this shit. I'm 43 years old, so probably like 35 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I tried to do my Harry Carey voice, but I got too excited, so I ended up sounding like DMX. It was kind of weird and shit. But it was all good. It was still funny. It was still, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that game was on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was like a thing. I'm like, oh shit, this is uh, it's all yeah. over. It's all over. Energy, the energy in the whole place just turned up too. Like everybody, it just, it was just different. That was a, now that was the moment of all moments. That was, that was one of the craziest yeah. moments of my career. You hit him with the let me hear you. Let me hear you. Yeah, the, how like you really study this? Oh, this too. Harry Carey. I mean, it it's it. Really ranks up there because the only other person I saw do that, and I was like, "Yo, I can't wait till I do that." Was Bernie Mac, mm. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm. As a Chicago comic, mm. black comic, actually, I think it's only been maybe Hannibal did it. Probably, I don't know. Wow. But right now, I'm claiming that me and Bernie the only two niggas. Okay. They <laughs> <laughs> gonna see this podcast. You got DMs full of videos. Yeah, yeah it wasn't just you. It was uh, this other cat. Yeah, but I'm talking about like. No. Yeah. No. Yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's do it, yeah, man. But it was a special moment. I almost wore the jersey today. I almost brought it. I'm oh, like, wow. I may, one of these episodes, you may see it. Mm. My little Real Cub jersey. Yeah, man, ain't even here, so I won't be wearing man. I got one, too. You ain't, you were shocked. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I get Wayne the jersey. Young Wayne, zero, zero. The nah, young, just, the young Wayne was just... too much on the back. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It was too long. It was going like this. So when I throw my first pitch <laughs> and my seventh in the stretch, and soon you go get it, Wayne. And yeah. uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna man. get his Wayne on the back. It's gonna happen for you. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Like a lot of things. It really gonna is. No, I, I really believe. It. I'm not yeah. Even lying. Yeah, yeah, it's so gonna it. happen. I just gotta speak it like that, you know. But ain't that crazy too? Because I never hung out in Wrigleyville until that weekend. I guess mm-hmm. the day before. Yo, it's like white Mardi Gras, like like <laughs> white Mardi Gras, like for real, like Wrigleyville. I've I've lived there my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've never. It was people drinking on the street. It mm-hmm. was like I didn't. It's a part of Chicago. I didn't even know it existed. Like what yeah. the fuck? So y'all can just walk around getting fucked up and nobody bothering you? Yeah, it looked different. It, it was looked, crazy. Yeah. It was like little fights and shit. Nothing <laughs> shut down. Nobody cares. It's just a part. It of, was wild. Part I was like, of community. Yeah. I was like, is this a special? Like it's Juneteenth weekend. Like this all the time. <laughs> and I was like, it's every Cubs game. Every, every Cubs, Cubs home game. It was crazy. Me and Danella had so much fucking fun. Even though the game started at noon, it still tripped me out that people was out at 10 in the morning Dude, drinking. it was crazy. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I don't think them people went to sleep. I think them people stayed. Dude, they'd be up for hours. Like, at bars. All the bars are there. So you just fucking just kicking it around. What time can you legally start serving drinks? At Wrigleyville? Probably 7 a.m. That's crazy. Because if it's, say the game started at 10. Niggas in there having fucking bacon, eggs, and fucking Hennessy. <laughs> Not Hennessy. <laughs> what they drinking up there? It was crazy. Nah, it was incredible. It was a beautiful day. Like, it was just perfect. It, it was, was a perfect it was great. day for baseball. It was just so much fun. And, uh, you know, my brother Matt got a chance to spread. Like, Matt was so excited. Like, yo, like when I get off from doing the seven inch stretch, my brother Matt, he was just like, yo, you just did. I like, when he's the way, if you would have saw his face, 
we we locked eyes like and I don't have moments like that all the time. Some some of my moments I don't get a chance to experience with my family. And so like he was like, yo, you just did the I like, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> did I just do that with the organ and shit and everything? It's the same organ. Man, surely. It's crazy. Yeah, that's man. That was incredible. That that did that was it's even when I think about it, it's one of the most, once again, it's one of the most surreal moments of my life. Mm-hmm. And we we have a bunch of those. Like, what you got any surreal moments? In my life. So far. <sighs> I ain't gonna ask you Besides the project I'm working on now that I can't talk about uh, yet, but um, no, I mean, hosting McDonald's All-American, not really, but it's still dope. Like, I'm inside the United Center, and I'm in, I'm in my city, it's 20,000 people, and I'm hosting, and I was... I was still kind of new, right? Mm. But the opportunity came and I was ready and I got invited to do it again. But yeah, McDonald's All-American game. Mm. Jalen Rose, Jay Williams there. And then I'm like, Wayne, you killed it. You know, so I'm in Chicago. I'm at home. United Center. That was kind of, that was insane. Seeing my name on the, where you turn the volume up. That probably was my first moment. That's dope. Second one, the McDonald's commercial. That was incredible too. Mm. For sure, for sure. While I'm able to host, being in the commercial, MC doing my thing in in L in L A. They flew me first class, my first ever ever first class flight back then. But uh, yeah, that was that's those are my surreal moments so far. Well, it's so interesting because I guess people either people take work stuff as surreal stuff. Mm. For me, it's been so many little moments. When I was Grand Marshal of Bud Billick Parade, that was a big deal to me mm-hmm. because my family was all on the float with me. Oh, wow. We were talking about watching the Bud Billica Parade since I was a little kid, and I'm like the Grand Marshal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. was that was kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was crazy we had to get my aunt on the float. Shout out to everybody that helped us do that. It was the, <laughs> like, you sure you want to get over here? Like, we had to, like, get her on the float. Like, they were like, damn, we got to get off the float. So and she was, got on there, though. <laughs> was a lot going on. But shout out to Anna. It was fun. Uh, and let's see, who else? That. You know, for me, it kept it. it, it I I've had so many of these small because because I love things so much. Like I think about my first time doing BET's Comic View, uh, which uh, is weird. I'm bringing up that goddamn show, <laughs> but uh, the first year I went was in New Orleans, and I'm like a person who watched every episode, every day. One of my favorite comedians at the time, and this is my friend, I'm saying at the time, he's still one of my favorite comedians, but he's like, at that time, I was like a huge Rob Stapleton fan okay. in New York City. Mm-hmm. He's one of the kings of comedy in New York, Rob Stapleton. Man, he did two bits that's one of the craziest. He did this joke about Tyrone Hill being the ugliest nigga in the NBA. God, dog. And it's one of the funniest bits I've ever heard in my life. He's like, Jeez. Tyrone, he's like, are you smiling? I am smiling. <laughs> <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> he did this shit about the club, like the nigga that's that's so cheap, everything is a big deal. Like, how much it costs in the club? Eight dollars. Eight dollars. These things about eight. Like, you know, I remember that joke. Him doing sale, can sell. Like it was. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. So anyway, I see him at Comic View. I didn't know how to speak to this nigga, so I followed him around for about an hour in New Orleans. This is a true story. <laughs> To the point where this nigga, because I just saw a video. Kevo Stage did a video about this about like you know like if you black people, you, I think all black people do this like we walking somewhere and somebody like walking with you too long, mm-hmm. you turn around like hey man go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> right. man, just go ahead man go, on. hey man go ahead. Yeah. I know I do that all the time. Like if it's too long, yeah. I actually do that with cars. Yeah. If I'm driving, nigga follow me too long. Like no no you go around, nigga. Go yeah yeah. And so 
Rob started like, hey man, what's up, man? Are you following me? I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, why you following me? I'm like, man, you 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 my favorite comedian. He said, you on the same goddamn show. <laughs> I was like, I know, man, but I'm like a huge. That's and hilarious. so I started doing his jokes back to me. And uh he, to this day, we got a joke we do just for us. Mm. Well, uh Dion Cole's magic, Kirsten Ames. And we do a joke about her calling me like, yeah, real, uh, could you leave Rob alone? Uh, he's scary. You're still following. Like, it's just a funny inside joke. But I, I literally followed this man. It's, it really, he really is what he said. We got the Popeyes. He's like, man, and I ain't had no money at the time. Like, you want some Popeyes? Like, yeah, I'll take some. <laughs> I'll take some. <laughs> I ain't got no money, man. Broke. But that made that experience surreal for me because my first time in New Orleans, I didn't have any money. For real, my mother, she gave me she made, gave me money for my hotel and stuff. D-Ray bought my flight. Hmm. That's when Comic View ain't pay nobody. And it was just a surreal time. I had a, and, and and once again, it kept being it, all these small moments of, like even when Sid the Entertainer called me uh, Young Gun of Comedy. I put that on all my cards at some point. The Young Gun of Comedy? Because he saw me perform at Riddles when they were shooting Barbershop. And I had a great set. And I get off stage, I go at... Outside riddles and just chilling. Said was leaving to get in his limo. That's when limos are still existing. His limo. Yeah, his limousine out there. Wow. Limousine. Wow. Yeah, he's like, Young Gun. Well, you funny, man. Get my manager your information, man. You know, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you really even cared <laughs> at the time, but I did. Yeah. And uh, but he called me Young Gun of Comedy. And I put that on all my cards for like wow. two years straight. L'Oreal Howard. Look, not L'Oreal. L'Oreal Young Gun of Comedy. And uh and that was a moment. Like I kept having moments on the stage in front of certain people. And I got compliments. I mean, Philadelphia, Charlie Mack. Mm -hmm. Charlie saw me, I think, at the comedy store, maybe, or Jamie Foxx thing, something he saw me at. And he flew me to Philly for whatever weekend he do out there. And Will Smith was speaking. And I was a part of the celebrity group, but I wasn't a celebrity. That's when me and Kyla Pratt met for the first time, actually. That's how we became friends. Hmm. So weirdly enough, six of us became cool. It was, and we hung out the whole night. It was like, that could be a movie about me, <laughs> Kyla Pratt, Lil Mama, uh, uh, Kylan's uh, lover. I don't know what they call each other. They're not married, but they together. Hmm. Uh, who else was there? Was Knowledge there? Maybe Knowledge was. Yeah, it was just a random... It was somebody else there, dude. I can't remember right now. But we all hung out. Random six. Dude, Lil Mama at that time was really popular. So we was going into like the craziest bars and she was like pouring it. She was dancing on the bottom. People was going crazy. That was before the stage? Maybe around the same time. It's like, <laughs> you do just some crazy shit with gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we all was there at Philly and they had a comedy show. And like, and I'm just me. It's so far, I'm just meeting Solaris. And Faison saw me before. Faison, man, you funny, man. I'm telling everybody you funny. That was actually too where I met Meek Mill for the first time. Wow. And that's when he had them fucking thick ass braids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just looked like a young dude. He was with a bunch of young niggas. They all had a white tees. And Charlie Mack was like, he's gonna be a fuck. Yo, 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 yo. Meek, Meek gonna be a superstar. Meek, Meek. He, 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 he gonna be a superstar. Yeah, he managed, he was managing him first. Man. I think he managed everybody to come out of Philly. Dude, he had everybody. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I was a little nervous about me, me, because that's the time. Me, me nicer now. He smiles more, but at that time, it was just like, God damn, all these mean ass Philly niggas. Hey, <laughs> that went on for years. Actually, it like, kind of scared me a little bit. I ain't scared of a lot of niggas, but at that time, Meek Mill and his crew—they just look like they just wanted to hurt you. 
You know, so I was like, I had it, you know. But anyway, he was cool. And I, I actually remember that too, we all I was eating food at the club and he was taking a long time with the food. And APR Crocker ordered some wings. Mm-hmm. And face out, <laughs> try to get one of his wings right. <laughs> I love APR, that's my brother too. Face out, like, man, we don't give a fuck about your goddamn wings. And APR, like, no, nah, hell no, nah. these are my wings. Ain't nobody getting none. I said, nigga, I'll buy you ain't no goddamn wings. This was face out. Face out, I'll buy you ain't no wings. He put out all his money. Maybe I was a little funny after with the wings. I don't know why he was. This is my money. I was like, oh, all right, nigga. And face out, I gave him shit the whole rest of the night. This nigga talking about his, them, his goddamn wings. Broke ass nigga. Face out, you know, face out, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, damn, nigga, why you talking shit about APR? Uh, but it was the funniest shit about them damn wings. He's like, these are my motherfucking wings. Face out, I was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck about your wings. Nigga, I'm rich. I buy every wing in this bitch. And that was a that was, was way some, back some then. Fat too. nigga shit to say that I'll buy every wing in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why, nigga? Uh, <laughs> and so yeah, so then Charlie put me on the show, and what made that a surreal moment because everybody was in that crowd. Mm. To my Will, we to my Terry Crews, uh, Tisha Campbell. Cause we spoke to some kids too, and I learned a lot about everybody. It was star study. He had everybody fly to Philly. Wow. And I went crazy on stage. Mm. And Charlie pulled me in knowledge to the side, like, hey, knowledge. Real. Little real. Real, you a star. Real, you a star. Nobody ever said that to you. You're you going to be a superstar. Why? You, you going to be a star. Remember, Charlie Mack said that. Charlie Mack told you, you, you a star. I'm like, all right, nigga. No, no, I'm telling you. You going to be, all right, what? What? You going to be a star. And it was funny, I remember seeing Charlie again after something. I booked a something. He's like, what I tell you, nigga? I told everybody. The real's a star. Real's, real's, real's a star. He's a star. You star among stars. All the all big name comments on the show, you went up there and fuck you just you, you destroyed it. I'm like, and you know something, and that's why I like I've always told people to be ready for the moments. I've like, I've had some moments, man, mm-hmm. where like I went on that stage and just fucking blacked out when I needed to. Um, I mean, once and once again, you, you know, we all have surreal moments. I mean, like, shit. When you been we've been around, you've been around me for a couple of uh, surreal moments. A long time. The moments. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about now you saying all this, right? It's some people that literally don't know you did stand up at all, right? Mm. So then they they just think you came up, you maybe you met a couple people, you got mm-hmm. on get out, you know what I'm saying, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And just you telling these stories, people were like, Really? Yeah. You was doing comedy in front of Will Smith and Terry Crews and them let long time ago, right? I mean, even at the comedy store, I got in a comedy store because of Guy Tory, and I met him in St. Louis. I used to headline a club. They used to, that was like one of the first spots to book me as a headliner was this club. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, my man Terrence, who was Guy's partner when Guy used to do uh, Tripping on Tuesdays. Okay. Uh, I forgot what it was called. Maybe that's what it was. Something on Tuesdays. <laughs> there were so many names for that shit. Uh, they just had a documentary on it. Fat Tuesday, sorry. Fat Tuesday. Tripping on Tuesdays was Chris shit when he did his. So it was Fat Tuesdays first. Okay. And yeah, he saw me. I think I might have hosted or featured for him that night, though. He was headlining. He's like, man, you funny, man. I was like, I want to get up in LA. He's like, okay, cool. I'll make a call. I think I was going out there for something else. Hmm. And this is how everything works. God works everything. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm out in LA to, push, I think I was showcasing something. That wasn't even that great. But then I got a spot at the comedy store that night. And 
Robbie Reed was there and all all these different people. And I went up there and I went up there for like the new faces part of it. Mm-hmm. Destroyed that bitch. Good. Like they was like, you can't go up early like this again. <laughs> no, for real. It was like you you can't you can't go early up no more. Like I, we only, we don't know you like that, but nigga, you can't come back here <laughs> and go before everybody else doing this type of shit. You yeah. gotta be on the main show. Yeah. And um Man, but then I got a meeting with Robbie Reed. And this is the crazy part. Some of these meetings weren't even about them giving me anything. Mm-hmm. All they did was tell me who I am. They only confirmed who I am. Right. I sat with Robbie Reed when she was uh, casting at BT. She's still at BT. And she was like, you you know, I like found Jamie and, you know, like, you know, people like Robert Harris. Like that was, Robbie Reed was casting the living cup. Like she was that person. Oh, she right. still is to this day. She's a fucking... She's a jewel. Hopefully one day we honor her, to be honest with you, because she she found so many talented people. And I sat in her office and she said, let me say this to you. I, I saw all those guys. You have it. Like, you have it. Like, you, you're going to be. And when I even think about that now, I wonder, did they, re- I, I have to believe they really had to see that shit. Mm. Like, did they, like, because it was so clear. And I'm like, young. This ain't like me booking a bunch of shit real. Right. It's like, just hitting the stages being good. And they really had nothing for you. They just wanted to have that conversation. Conversation with you. And like, so- hey man, you're you you're that guy. And it was so many people that kept stamping that type of shit. Mm. And I'd be like, I think about it now a lot. Like, damn, did they really cause I'll see somebody again? Like I did Bill Bellamy's podcast. And that was another surreal moment because once again, when I did Who Got Jokes, it was just me rocking Chicago. And Bill will bring us close. like, yeah, I mean, when you lost, you know, I lost him. We, you know, it's funny. To this, <laughs> I lost to Ron G. And, okay. And like, the, I don't know. To that day, I still feel like I got cheated, but it is what it is. Punk ass judges. But <laughs> Bill knew how mad I was about that shit. And we was at like a little after thing afterwards. And I was like mad at, to the point, like, man, it's bullshit. He's like, real. Real, you're going to be, you know, Bill, Bill used to laugh at me when I used to get mad. Like, I think about my little younger energy, man, like, man, it's bullshit. <laughs> Because everybody make my voice sound like that when they talk about young me. Like, man, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and Bill was like, come on, yo, you got this, yo. But to me, that was surreal. Because I used to watch How to Be a Player mm-hmm. damn near every fucking day in high school. <laughs> that and Boomerang. It was just like my two favorite movies. Because you was trying to figure out how to be a player. It, I thought, because they looked cool. <laughs> Niggas was just cool and funny. And that's that's what was like the image in my head of like, that's how I want to be. I want to be cool and funny and shit. So Bill Bellamy and fucking Marcus Graham, which is so funny. Eddie, it was about Eddie Murphy's character in Boomerang. Bill Bellamy, how to be a player. I just thought that was Bill, Bill Bellamy. Bellamy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, this is just who he is. So like, you know, when I got a chance to be friends with Bill, it was, and I, I sometimes I don't believe people be thinking I be like, for real, be telling like, no, dude, like I literally... I'm actually like in shock that I know you sometimes. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And when me and Knowledge used to come to LA, and we could if we couldn't get to a club, if I call Bill, he'll just pull up, get us in, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll be right. I'll be back. You can tell to somebody, I'll be right back. Let me get real in this club real quick. Mm-hmm. Like you already had this cool outfit on? Yeah, I was more in the grass. Bill Bellamy just a smooth cat. But he man. was but he was nice, but he was once again, he was one of those guys that was like, hey. Man, you have it, real. Mm. Like, whatever. Like, I ain't never seen nobody like you before. Mm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I see comics all the time. And then, like, you know, I, I think about, 
the Ollie Leroy's and you know Nefertiti Spencer, who one of my good friends, actress, writer. She was the first black head writer on I think the BT Awards. Black woman, excuse me, head writer. And I saw her at a movie that me and Judah was having our daddy Sunday and out here in LA was going to the movie. That's how me and Neff met. And I was like, she was like, you a little real? I'm like, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of your work. I used to be Bernie Mac's assistant. Uh-huh. Yeah, Neff was Bernie's assistant. Oh. That's crazy, right? And she's like, you remind me so much of him. I know we never met before, but I've seen your comedy, and every time I watch you, you remind me of Bernie. Mm. And I remember Neff was on a date, and that nigga looked mad as shit. We was talking for like 15 minutes. <laughs> nigga was like this. <sighs> yeah, I think the movie about to start. I think the movie about to start because he wasn't close. <laughs> he said it loud in the second time. And I was like, you good? She, hey. she was like, yeah. And that's, after I got the note deaf, I know her faces now. And she's like, uh, yeah. And, uh, and me and Judah went to you know, go watch our movie. And we, we, you know, we stayed in touch and became, that's how we became friends, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just like, you remind me of Bernie. Like, it ain't that you sound like him. You have this. And I've heard that before from other people that's been around Bernie. Even when I got to know, you know, uh, Bernie's daughter, it was one of the things was like, hey, and I, at some point I started calling her, mm-hmm. calling Janice for advice. Shout out Janice. Shout out to Janice, who's who's just as funny as her father. Janice is hilarious. So fucking, she's so funny. <laughs> uh, but she was, you know, became a very big help to me in navigating jealousy and all that stuff. It was stuff I was going through, especially, you know, Chicago years. Well, it was tough because at some point, if niggas admit to it or not, I became that guy there. Like, and I aggressively made that a point. Who could not agree with that? I mean, I'm sure there's somebody. That's Comics just, can. That's but that's crazy though. But why you, you looking did at that? everything? But why? That's what I'm saying. Before that, <laughs> what the f- we just talking about Chicago. You did everything in Chicago, outside of Chicago. Dude, what that do Wednesday? Was crazy. Like Man, I had one of the only shows that had an official after party Bro, every it, single. It week. was you sold out. We could did we could did three shows. I know you did two with ease. Could have been three at a night. One at night. Hmm? On Wednesday it was just one. It was few. You did two. It was yeah. Saturdays probably. Yeah, when I did weekends, I started right, 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 right. But, but Wednesday, Wednesday, one night. Yeah, was lying around a corner every week for almost five years straight. <laughs> <laughs> to the point, niggas was buying bottles. Like when I started, I had these dope dealers from out west start coming yeah, out, yeah. and they became like real comedian fans. Like at first they was ignorant as shit; they be talking loud. I had to roast these niggas, <laughs> and then to the point they would get mad at people they brought. Like, hey, he trying to do a set. <laughs> I literally heard one nigga yeah. say, "Bitch, get out of here!" Like yeah, they, he they turned too much. To, they turned into security. Like, yeah, they, not even just security. Like they became real comedy fans. Man, to this yeah. day, the cats are like comedy like gurus now. Hmm. But it was like I learned how to like. I used to like groom my crowds, mm-hmm. you know, and even those moments, it was moments of jokes and notes where I wasn't supposed to be on certain TV shows. A lot of stuff I got from some last minute shit. And every time I showed up, like the surreal moment when I did um, Martin Lawrence's First Amendment and Cheryl Underwood was hosting, I got picked on that show last minute. And I remember being pissed hmm. about not being on that show. And only came down there, and I, I remember talking to God about it and being like, oh, man, God. And, like, God calmed me down, which is like, real, you literally booking everything. It's okay you don't have everything. It's okay. And I was like, you know something? And, and literally, I'm telling you, this, I'm not even lying about this. Like, I was like, yo, and your friend is here. Go support your friend. Mm. 
And so I went downtown to support Tiffany, hung out with her, hung out with her whole day. And we were just chilling and I get a call. They're like, yo, can you do the show? I'm like, well, I'm already down here. I'm hanging out with Tiffany. I just <laughs> took her to lunch. So I had to go get a shirt. And uh, I guess Marshall Fields was still open. Mm-hmm. From there, it, it's a random shirt I have on. And I, to this day, you have to know this. Like, it irritates me because it's not <laughs> one of my outfits I would have picked, but it's the only shirt I could find. <laughs> Called my family at the last minute. Y'all came down there. And of course they did. And I went fucking crazy. <laughs> they cut this out the episode where Cheryl Underwood brings me back on stage after getting the standard ovation and says to Chicago, this is your next Bernie Mac. Wow. This is your next superstar. That's why if you ever see, when I do the the CBS show, the uh, the talk, Cheryl's always showing love. She did that. She been showing me love since that day. She didn't know who the fuck I was. I could tell she didn't. I think backstage she might have been like, good luck, nigga. Awesome. Wait, <laughs> that's that short sleeve button up shirt. Yeah, the purple one. Oh, yeah. Have a little hat top fade. Oh, yeah, that shit. shirt, that shirt everywhere. That 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 clip. Yeah. Hated that damn shirt. <laughs> it was such a last minute, expensive, stupid ass shirt. Damn, you did that last minute. Last minute and got the shirt and went and did the show. And people still reciting those jokes right I now. I was on fucking because you know it's one of those moments where like I really wanted to prove why you should have had me on this fucking show in the first place. <laughs> and to be honest, with you, I think Michael Blackson missed his flight. Mm. And I got on the show, and I went fucking crazy. Dang. And, you know, it was, once again, it's just one of those, like, surreal, I just, it, it, that that type of, I'll never forget the energy in that room. Mm-hmm. And I did that when I did Who Got Jokes, when I won, when I did, like, it's just all these different components of it. And then somebody brought this to my attention the other day, Felipe Esparza, we did, uh, I just hosted something in Montreal. And he was like, yo, you remember how mad you was at the last comic standing? I think, yeah, and I was like, I forgot what I said. I I was I was bummed about it. Right. Like they gonna try to ruin my career. I said some crazy shit. And you remember you said that? Dude, you bigger than me. <laughs> and cause we all met at the same time. You right. know what I'm saying? Which is why I'm proud of a lot of my friends. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I got some great classmates. My classmates did NBC Diversity Stand Up. My classmates was me, Eric Andre, mm. Michelle Buteau, mm. uh, uh, who was it? Naeem Lynn, and Corey Fernandez. Mm. And man, just to see where everybody's at is it's just a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. Like I keep having these surreal, you know, moments and shit. You know, like so again, Wayne, you've been around some of this shit. I, shit, you've been around for most of it. To be yeah, with you. man. That's you? yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it, bro. And it's crazy though. The key having these surreal moments is the work you put in and being able to seize the moments as they come by staying ready, by being ready, by being prepared. And people don't 
understand how important that is because you can say it, you can say it, you can say it, but it's, it's, you got to do it. You got to be ready, man. At all times. It has no, there's no, you ain't have a shirt. <laughs> you, somebody was like, man, I ain't got clothes because they probably not ready. Dude, I, if you watch the Who Got Jokes episode I won the first one, my fingers wrapped up because I've, <laughs> so everybody knows the story. A squirrel got electrocuted in the light pole, knocked all the power out. So it took, we was delayed for hours before we taped the episode. I had to fall down the stairs it was dark. <laughs> Cut my finger open. Damn. Knowledge had to find some bandages. We did wrap that shit. I'm on there with a bandage on and I'm fucked up and nobody knows. I'm like, y'all fuck my fucking finger up. With this dumb bag ass outfit I had on. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> and that's why I met Tiffany for the first time. That's when she came back to that. We're gonna be my fucking friends. I'm like, who the fuck is this crazy ass girl yelling at? <laughs> you, hey, Lorel, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Who? Who are you? <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me, nigga. <laughs> and, but that's what I love about Tiffany, too. We've had her on this show. I, you know, I think that's one of the great things about our friendship is that. <laughs> like we been friends since the beginning mm. and like her surreal moments feel like my surreal moments mm. you know what I'm saying like the first time I saw her in a trailer at the movie theaters I think I saw her in a trailer and like a couple other people I'm friends with I'm like, I was like oh shit I gotta get a movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's literally what I said in the movie theater I'm like, I gotta right I yeah. gotta get them. I gotta be on these damn trailers. Yeah, they they push you you know those are your friends you're not in competition you're not hating you just, it's like man alright I mean, Wayne, do it. that's who he is. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I look, I think about you, I think about your cousin Dave Helm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us. Like, you know, I have, you know, Michi recently came to the career. Yeah. You know, I saw Wildcat recently. Um, and that's another thing, too. I think sometimes, too, you can have. I think I've, I've had moments, as, as much as everything's been surreal, I've also had moments of guilt. Hmm. I've had moments where I felt like I should have done more for people that I roll with or things like that. And that's kind of tough. And I, I've, you know, I've been told like, you know, from therapy, you know, like you can't do that. You can't put that on you because everybody makes decisions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know for me, especially with a lot of the great Chicago comedians I've ever been around, like Chicago brew the best to me. And I was able to accomplish some things more than others because I had a different vision. Mm -hmm. I only could see like tunnel vision of just greatness for myself. And, and sometimes when you do that, you stand alone. You might not get all the support. I don't. I don't. I don't think I get as much of the support I could get. I you know from um, comics out loud a lot of. Time. I mean, only time recently. I recently posted this clip like a couple months ago. Brandy Denise, who we had on the show. Mm -hmm. And Kev on stage and Tony Baker and those guys, like, just showing me love. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people see me doing these things and it felt like nobody want to act like that's happening. Hmm. You know, and I, I sometimes I get, I used to get frustrated there and, and I try not to anymore. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, all this stuff from before I became who I am, you told me this is what you had to do to be considered one of the best. <laughs> had the stand up specials, the movies, the television, all this stuff. But then everybody gonna act like I ain't, mm -hmm. I ain't do that. We gonna still just keep praising mediocrity. It's like, oh, it is somebody actually doing some great stuff with that. Which is why you gotta do things with good intention. That's why, like, you know, I hope that. Um, I think it's gonna be a resurgence of stand up comedy as far as like 
I think it's a time to start seeing the best come to the forefront. Yeah. And, you know, I look at people like, I, I was thinking about Ryan Davis. You know, I he has a brilliant voice. Like, he's not even just a funny comic. He's somebody I would love. Like, those are the people you should have guest hosting on The Daily Show. Yeah. Or give those shows, too. Those type of, like... Those those talking head shows or like you can talk on different topics and stuff so, like because he has such a keen, hilarious, very like yeah. it's no different from like it's so weird to me because we trying to force people to be that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, this is the person y'all want. Yeah. Yeah, what does it take for him to get that those spots? It ain't on him. It's a, it's on this this business. Or does does he just create his own? So I, either or, I, I think. But I'm just saying, I think he should be. He he is that guy. Yeah. I, and, I watched him. I watched him talk about a, a famous basketball player recently, and I thought it was, thought it was interesting. He's brilliant, man. I've seen him talk about. I mean, you know, shout out to Jamie Foxx, who's yeah, I saw that one too. And this is the crazy thing. I, like I haven't said anything publicly about this, and this is why I love Jamie Foxx. Jamie messaged me, and I didn't tell anybody, just to let me know he was okay and everything. Mm. Like to hear his voice, to hear him say it. Um, just thanking me for because I was I I was praying for him. I would hit him. I don't care if he responded or not. Just to let him know, man, I'm praying for. Him. And I really would because I was I was actually kind of fucked up about that. Mm -hmm. That that I didn't too many people. I like hear news like that, and I just ball. Yeah, because I was just worried because I didn't know what was true, what wasn't true, and for him to hit me up and just hear his voice and just just you know that dude's a fucking superstar. Yeah. But he's one of the nicest people I've ever fucking met. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Did he? Was he around? What, what you do? Went to catch for your birthday? Was Jamie there? Yeah, he was saying happy birthday. <laughs> just a, just a, just a nice guy, man. Yeah. Like with the speaker on there. <laughs> yeah. He's a walking party. He's a walking he's party. He's a walking party. We party for a little bit, I think. And then yeah. the catch. Yeah, sure, catch down. Yeah, for him, like, for him to be a big star and how he, like, has opened his house, have always having parties over there, and, you know, you get to meet him, get to talk to him. But it's deeper than that. You know, how he, how he showed up for, you know, uh, Trayvon Martin and, like, oh, yeah. Jamie do things he don't even brag about, mm -hmm. you know, and he, I know this, it's a little off what we're talking about, but at the same time, I wish people would stop, like, I don't want people to enjoy making up shit. Yeah. Like I, I don't get what that whole thing about just make just making up hurtful shit. Yeah, you know this whole thing about when they talk about him being cloned and all that shit. I know people will laugh at it and play around with it, but that's hurtful, mm. especially to a guy who's been through hell. And for you to think he's expected to look exactly like he did before he got really fucking sick. Mm. I mean, that's one thing he said. He said, "Real, I went through hell and back." Hmm. Man, you know, and yeah, that 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 really that you know, we we talked about Chadwick before, and I just think people are, shit people be hitting me up talking about I'm clone. I literally had a tweet recently say about me was so this nigga just happy and just. Uh, lost weight and just skin clear and he ain't clone? Yes, nigga. Yes. 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 This is what, this is what like happiness looks like as far as like any of that stuff goes. Mm. And it be people like, they be like looking crazy as hell saying some of this shit. 
Yeah, people just want somebody just said something about your daily shit, you'll kill yourself. They just want to be the first to say something. They want to be funny. It's they want to be. Yeah. It's sick, dude. That's the world, man. And I don't know how that changes. And it's just got to either weed it out. And... Well, you can't. You can't pay attention to it. I think. Yeah. I think Jamie's family did an amazing job of keeping that shit under wraps. Mm. Ain't nobody know shit. I got friends that still mad. They mad at Jamie. Like I thought I was closer. He could shut your selfish ass up. Right. The fuck he old to tell you anything. People weird, man. Come on, fam. Please. <laughs> My prayer was the whole time was just, brother, I don't care how long it takes. I'm praying for you. All right. I want to see you again. Mm-hmm. And so just to hear his voice, I heard that voice memo. I was like, my heart was beating fast. I was so happy. Hmm. I listened to it like four times straight. Oh, that's dope. And so that's not, but that's love, man. Like that dude, you know. We got tra- once again. Those would be surreal moments too. Like the first time Jamie tell me that I'm a beast. I said, was that uh, when we went to LA or before that? That was oh yeah, you came out there when I, I took the yeah. thing, right? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, that, the same time we went to uh, Conan. Yeah, and Martin was a guest on Conan mm-hmm. when Dion was writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was that was a dope trip. <laughs> I don't know where we stayed. I don't know where we was at, but we was out here. <laughs> you yeah. got and you got real sick. Oh, I was sick as fuck. You was sick. It was like it was like, but I used to come to LA. I would catch a cold every time I was here. He was sick as hell, but you wouldn't did that motherfucking show. Yeah, I would kill that <laughs> shit. Who was on that show? Um, Lunell, my man from Detroit. What's his name? Funny comedian, Detroit. I don't was know. it Howie Bell? No, black dude. Howie? No. No facial hair. Older. Look young. Detroit. What's his name? Oh, God. We're going to cut this out. You want to CP? No. Who the fuck are you talking about? Detroit comedian. Detroit comedian, please. Howie Bell is from Detroit. Nah, if he ain't from Detroit, I'm be mad. You don't know who Howie Bell is? That ain't him, though. You sure? Positive. Hold on. Man. You making up Tony Roberts. Tony Roberts, yeah. Damn. Uh, Detroit got some. Damn. Yeah, Tony (laughs) Roberts. You got Howie Bell. You got... uh, Mike Bonner. Yeah, yeah. Detroit got some people, man. CP. Jay Alexander. Jay Kool-Aid. Alexander. Rest in peace. Kool-Aid. Boy, they got some fucking hitters in Detroit. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Downtown Tony Brown. May he rest in peace. That nigga was one of the funniest people on the planet. I remember he did a... He was on Bad Boys Comedy talking about losing his teeth. Because his teeth was really gone. Oh, damn. Because, you know, he used to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, man, having him talk about it, it's the funniest shit <laughs> I've ever heard. It don't even feel like it was a set, like he was just talking about that shit. Um, But, yeah, that's that. it was that show. Yep. So, shout out to Jamie Foxx, man. Can't wait to work with you, brother, big bro. It's going to happen. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's, just, that's interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Nas' new album got a song called what it all really means, and I can't stop listening to it. Hmm. And the first line of it is basically asking you, so do you remember the first time you was on a flyer and how that felt? Hmm. So I, I didn't put that on like 50 posts. I've been posting that shit with that line, because it is a, hmm. it's such a, that's why I'm such a Nas fan. Yeah. You know why I'm such a Nas fan? As a, like, I feel like every section of my life, he's had something to say about it. Hmm. <laughs> So the shit he's talking about when he's reminiscing about his shit, I feel the same fucking way. Actually. I feel like you can relate to the music way like more. It connects. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's what makes people your favorite or you you know the artist for you. And if people don't understand it, like it, it might not be the most popular one. It's the one that connect you connect with the most. And he's good. Oh, he's Nas great. is good, man. Like Nas. I was about to say some crazy shit, but I ain't gonna say that out loud because it'd be yeah. the most insane thing I've ever said. I'm not saying it because I don't want that. I'm not speaking that up into existence. <laughs> I'm about to say something absurd. Like, real, you better not say that shit out loud. So, no, I'm not gonna say it. Let's not. No, it ain't even nothing bad either. It's just <laughs> something that if it happened, I'll be, I wouldn't be mad, but I'll be pissed, but not mad. Okay, all right. But I understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing about that. But Nas nah. might be one of the coolest people I've ever met, too. Nas is super dope, real chill. Mm-hmm. He chop it up. He's a part of that cool, like that coolness. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of coolness happening. I mean, like, you know, seeing Blue Ivy on stage with Beyonce, <laughs> that looks surreal. I remember that little girl was just a little girl. Yeah. Like a like a little girl, like a literally a little little bitty something. Mm-hmm. Now she up there doing whole choreography and killing it. That's funny. Somebody just sent me your your stand up relevant and they're looking at uh, Judah and Brittany I sitting on the couch and I was just like, Wow. It did not seem like it was that long ago. Man. <laughs> like they legs hanging off the couch, like not even like still up here. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is this? And full blown teenagers. What? That's crazy. And I gotta say, man, watching you or being around you all these years, it definitely pushed me. I gotta tell the truth. That's what it that's where it come from. I watched you. I watched the moves you made. I watched the, the hurdles you got over. And that just made me go even more. I said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to run parallel. Because I know I can't just, ain't no riding coattails, man. We're going to work. Mm-hmm. And I figured that out. I said, we'll meet. And we'll meet. And here we are now. And that's, that's literally how it went. And I just kept going in my own lane. Well, Wayne, that's like, I think that's what most of my friends. I mean, I look at you. Once again, we, we, we mentioned Dave before, Dave mm-hmm. Hellum. Um, Shit, like even like T. Murph. No, T. Murph. It's quite a few people I can name. And that's why, like, I think I started what changed my guilt factor of where I wish some of my other friends would have been like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I, it just frustrated, like, man, why you ain't see what the fuck? <laughs> but sometimes I think it's hard to get motivated by people you start or come up with. That's sick. That is sick. But it and makes it tough. I, I don't know, especially with me. I was the youngest in a lot of these groups mm-hmm. at the time. So like, but I was just, I just had a. I like, <laughs> I could not see, I could not see myself being really successful. Yeah. Some people just get comfortable, man. We talked about this. They get comfortable being in those spots. Like I'm the man of seventy sixth. I don't want to, I hate that I said that. Of of 83rd or these streets, this this city, this region, and think that that's it. I'm the best basketball host in Chicago. I said, I never wanted just that. I knew I knew I was I said, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this here, here, and there. And man, oh man, we did it. Well, that's so <laughs> crazy. That's why you gotta surround yourself. Like me and Danella have been hanging out with a lot of other couples lately. Mm-hmm. Like JB Spoof and his right and his wife Shot, like. What I love about them is I they, they invite us to their house for their um uh wedding anniversary and it was like us and like was, uh, Gabrielle, her guy. Um it was like six it was like six couples there. Um and they only they literally created a dinner 
to have a relationship talk with all of us that aim to have something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was very honest and it was very real and it was just dope and it was intimate and it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was the most vegan food I've ever ate mm-hmm. and it was actually really good. All JB is 100% vegan? 100% vegan. Oh, wow. They actually got a garden at that. Like, they, I mean, they got one of those homes that you'd be like, damn, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> and I got a decent crib. He ain't too far from you, right? Yeah, he like, Literally, I wanted to go to his house the other day for no reason. Well, I didn't want to just pull up. Go to the garden. When I tell you, me and that nigga laugh for hours <laughs> to this day. It looked, Danella, the first time I've experienced that, she's like, she'd be like, girl, that's them too. Like, we would milk something for like, just to us, just acting it out for no fucking reason for like two and a half hours. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we did it, we did another thing, with another couple's thing. He has an RV. All of us jumped in the RV, went down. Um, it was, that was for the birthday week because they'll do some last minute. I, I fuck with the spontaneous. And we went mm-hmm. down to Malibu to um, the Soho house over there. He got Man. this big ass. When I tell you JB Smooth is probably the best driver, <laughs> what? Well, you, he bags in an RV. I'm like, you ain't gonna get that RV. Like, nah, he's bagging that bitch in. Like, it, it is a huge tour bus ass <laughs> RV. He's so fucking funny. He's so funny. Like, come on, man. I can back it in. And then he had parked across the street. It was just, it was so interesting. They like, I paid for dinner and things like that. It was so funny because they they did not want me to do that. That's because they like the big brother. Like, but it's y'all anniversary. Right, right, right. That Why the hell dope. would y'all take care of all of us for dinner? Hmm. So, no. you t- so you took care of everybody? Yeah, it was, Ooh, the bill wasn't shit. It big really, dog. No, they must be good people because that was way lower than I thought it was going to be. It was six couples. Yes. You paid for like, 12 people. That's bad. That's and it round was, of applause and, for and it was, Nah, it ain't, brother. When Because I, I took everybody's car, like everybody else's car. And I was like, this is it. Nah, I don't, we ain't got to split this oh, shit okay. up. Blah, blah, blah. And I took care of it. But I love how the, the gratitude they had. Because they gave us dinner. They did the dinner at their house. They hosted the dinner. Mm-hmm. And all that was free. Everything, you know, whatever. Right. And so we all went to Malibu for the, you know, the RV trip. <laughs> I got a chance to know Flex and Shanice, and uh, me and Danella was talking to them as a couple. Like, I think we all plan on going to see Usher together, which is, but that's a good thing too. That's to me, and that's once again, it's another surreal moment of even that is surreal to me. Mm. Like, these are like couples that you've seen be married for years, and you, I've seen them on stuff, and you're like, oh, wow, you're just talking to them, and <laughs> like, even being Flex about the Michael Jackson shit was the funniest conversation of all time. I think he need to do that shit on stage because it's so funny. Should have a vote here, actually. Uh, you know, so it, you know, it's. I'm just really grateful for just like new friendships, mm-hmm. and but once again, it's being in a place where you can receive that. Like I know, it's not necessarily about me being around the same people. Right. You know. You know. You know. At some point, you know, I'm a married Danella. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. I saw my friend Tone Bell the other day, and you know. Niggas, niggas are selling down, man. Okay. You know, D Nice okay. just promote pro- propose, and you got this. Is so funny about all these niggas and their little relationships. I was telling, I literally had one. We all was out one day smoking cigars, and I'm like, "Look, y'all, what the fuck, yo? We too old to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are we doing? Do you have the energy for that shit, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> or, or what it takes, the consequences of just moving around like that? Because yeah. there's consequences to it. Yeah, it's a lot." And, you know, just seeing all this love. Like, D-Dice, we smoked cigars before he proposed. He's like, man, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, God damn, man, you in? Mm-hmm. No, real, I miss her. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, like, watching all this, this transpire, and it's like, wow, this is so fucking beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. It's just love. Like those moments are surreal too. Once again, even knowing D Nice, like a like I'll be chilling with D Nice and people be like, yo, that's D Nice. <laughs> yes, that's Derek. That's my name. Right. Derek. Who I met when he was doing, you know, he used to DJ Royale show in New York. Mm. That I did years ago. Mm-hmm. I watched D Nice rapping the other day. I was like, Yes, nigga. Like, what the And he was young as fuck writing those lyrics and doing all that shit. Yeah. I watched the video. He's nice a part video. of the hip hop fifty for real. Yeah, 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 for real. And so you know, it's it's even though like becoming friends with that guy, mm-hmm. and you know, it goes back to the episode we just did recently. My learning business because I'm now talking to people who are telling me other real shit mm-hmm. that I never knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's it is creating an environment, and you know, um. And and taking in those surreal moments and making those surreal moments real moments. Mm. Moments where you you understand you do belong. Because sometimes you can have imposter syndrome where you don't feel like, oh, I don't deserve this. I don't belong here and all this other shit. I don't feel like that no more. Even when I, <laughs> after I was at the ESPYs, did you see me? Mike Tyson. So quick with the Mike Tyson story real quick. <laughs> So they send me something, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm doing this with Mike Tyson. We got to do something totally different. I didn't even tell him what I was going to do. I just told my publicist, I'm going to change all this shit when I get there. <laughs> so we get there, we read through the thing, and I'm acting like I'm irritated. I'm like, Mike, is you okay if I like, if I just rewrite this stuff and we do something different? Just put it in the proper. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so the producers, they're like, we got to ask the producers. I'm like, you can ask them all you want to. I'm going to do this shit anyway. Like, Because oh. it ain't. We on writer strike, so you, it was like a some type of producer, writer, whatever the fuck this motherfucker was. Like, brother, ain't shit you could tell me. Cause ain't nobody supposed to be writing shit. So I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want to anyway. I'm just make sure I tell Mike his cues. So me and Mike back there, and I'm like, Mike, you know, you're gonna square up, and I want you to just punch the air. And he, now, even when I said it to him backstage, he started punching, he did like them hard punches you be yeah. saying online. I'm like, God, it was close. I'm like, hey, brother, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, do that on stage. <laughs> Didn't do that on but stay. he was supposed to do it towards the crowd. Yeah. So so here we go. I know Mike Tyson was gonna go off script. Okay. So we get to the stage. Shibidi Dobos. I'm doing stuff that I that I if he rehearsed, I wrote for him. And then he do some shit where like I did not. We did not rehearse this. He, his jacket was still buttoned up backstage. He unbuttoned his jacket. I remember seeing him do it. And I put the little. I don't know because I because backstage I, didn't, I so this is funny that I brought my own boxing pad. Mm-hmm. Cause I planned this shit. My publisher, he was holding it the whole time. So we walk around. We was at the cocktail thing with the, the boxing pad. And so <laughs> I put him on. It felt like I literally looked at his eyes, and it felt like he just went into boxer mode. Mm-hmm. He so then he threw the the, the cars down. The, the thing, the fucking envelope down. Envelope. Like, Man, we didn't practice that shit, nigga. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he squared up. And I did like this. I was like, oh, shit. He's really finna hit this. Just let him hit him, man. What? Why? Yeah, just let him do Wait, this. Wait, are you fucking, you know, it, I would be in here with fucking two fucking he, things. He wasn't going to do, like do it too hard. Nigga. He probably couldn't help himself. Oh, hey, sorry. When he sorry, air sorry, backstage, it was like, and it was quick, like, yeah. I can hear the wind, fam. Yeah. And I remember the producers like, oh, okay, what do you want to do? And so like, <laughs> right out there, and I threw them shits down. So, it's a picture I have that I'm getting framed with me squaring, because at some point, I had it like this, but when he like, and when you see this motherfucker's fist, uh-huh. 
Everybody in their place was like, what the fuck is going to happen? Because <laughs> when he do that on the car, because he went close to the mic so you couldn't really hear him. Because the kids watched it, they're like, Daddy, we didn't know what he was saying, but that's what we know he threw the car down. <laughs> he put his fist up. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and we did that. And then, you know, Mike, at that point, I had to do everything, like clean up everything and say the winner. <laughs> Yeah, like, yo, I thought LSU was on the win. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Reed was on the car. Uh, you go. I, didn't, I didn't say shut the fuck up. Man. I'm about to say, he told Mike that shut the fuck up. No, I didn't, I didn't oh. tell him shut the fuck up. There you go, real. You and Mike. Look at that. Yeah, but that, you got the squared up. Oh, that, oh, look at that shit. Ooh, we squared up. You see, but that's me taking a boxing shit. You saw my stance? Mm -hmm, you was ready. Yeah, yo, this nigga gonna hit me. I gotta be ready for this shit. <laughs> I'm getting that frame. Because that's, that's, that is insane. No, that's, that's tough. That's tough, ain't it? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Just squared up with Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ! But that, <laughs> but man, I would like to see the swing. I just want to know one. Why? I just want to see one. Just Nigga. do a little ooh. And so every box that was there, Carisha Seal. Mm -hmm. uh, what's my man? That's the UFC guy, the big guy. Uh, some brown, the big guy. Oh, I don't know. What the guy. He was there. They always like real man. Thank you for like, you know, taking care of OG up there, man, because he can. <laughs> He can what? Oh, he a snap. Uh-oh. Why the fuck? Nobody told me this shit. And that's what I get to. Because you I, went off script. I brought those pads. Yeah, you. you. Because yeah. I thought I said back that man. You Should activated it, man. Yeah, I think because I put them shit so. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I ain't mean to hit you so hard. Because <laughs> we didn't do that. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't have that back there for the rehearsal. I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw. I don't even know if I even told him that. So I think when he saw that shit, he was like. Nah, he's like, squared. He's squared up. Look at his face. Do? I ain't like, I don't know what to do with that. I was gonna get knocked the fuck out. Mm -hmm. That would have been the most craziest shit <laughs> we've ever seen in the history of the ESPYs. They probably like, we can't do the ESPYs no more. <laughs> can't do it anymore. Not without no script. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened when you go off script, <laughs> man. This nigga real almost got knocked the fuck out. Everybody whispered to me like, man, we thought he's gonna really hit you. But yeah, that was that was my moment. But it was surreal. That was yeah. Mike Tyson. What would have made it real if he had a hit you? That would have been, that would have been a real oh, moment. Surreal to real. <laughs> nah, it was real yeah. enough, man. Yeah, I'll look at you. There you go. <laughs> Mike, I didn't say do that. <laughs> oh, you got to see, uh, uh, what's his name? Savvy, uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Wait. version of that, him mm -hmm. doing the cut. It's the funniest shit, the reenactment. So funny. <laughs> Come on, fam. You doing my voice and yeah, shit. You got your shit. laugh down, too. <laughs> He did yeah, all that yeah, shit. There you I was go. Like, Motherfucker. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I get it, man. I do some surreal moments, man. I mean, even the year before that, when I got a chance to do the stuff with Steph and Draymond, mm -hmm. and I went off cuff and did a joke about Tristan Thompson. Mm -hmm. And now it, went, he, it went viral. And now he lives with Coy. Yeah. It's nice. Look at that. I just be roasting niggas. I don't give a fuck. But that's what I'm saying. I be doing random shit that like everybody can't fucking do. I mean, like the, the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Like, like getting fucking Glenn Close to do the butt. Mm. I don't give a fuck with nobody. So that's gonna go down to Oscar history. That didn't even make sense. You've created those moments, man. Not being afraid. All the things we talked about is what made you different. Mm. Is then that's what it is. That's what makes you different. You you think outside of whatever that no, not on the surface. No, I, don't, I don't think on the surface, man. It's so interesting too. Like it's it's just seeing like all the things I've been able to accomplish and relationships I've been able to have. It's not thinking on the surface, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yep. And I think I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm most proud of, and I, I I continue to. I can't wait to have even more surreal moments. Mm -hmm. Cause I've I've like been a part of some crazy fun shit, man. 
I mean, she, April been to like you know when I took her to the gold party, mm-hmm. and that shit was fucking lit. Was that the, was that the y'all was stepping with Angela Bassett? One of the years that he stepped with Angela Bassett. Yeah, but that was the very first one that Janet threw. Yep. Man, me and Angela Bassett, like, April was so nervous walking around there. She would not stop walking around with me. I'm like, nigga, would you have a good time? You ain't at work, nigga. That was a surreal moment for me. Because what, Beyonce told you was pretty? Well, not even just that. It was like, because I hadn't been here that long. I had been here less than a year. And to be in that room with all those people, it was like, like Kobe was there. Yep. Um, so many people. Like, you name them, they were there. Like, Jay talking to me. I have no idea what he said because the whole time huh. he was talking to me, my brain was like, wow, Jay Z is talking to me right now. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, this conversation. I have no idea what that man was talking about. Like, I know what he was talking about, but I can't. He probably like, yo, this is how you get a billion dollars. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, you gave it a whole, whole blueprint. Yo, just... <laughs> That's why I hate that whole, that whole like, online debate about the, the dinner with Jay Z. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like she was like April was. It was so funny watching it because I was like, and that first one was cr- like crazier mm-hmm. because Jordan Peele won. Mm-hmm. Dave and the Muffins was beefing. I was lit as fuck. I ain't gonna lie to you. Black Panther just came out. I was crazy. Yeah. I asked David Jordan to talk. Remember they was on stage and then like they kind of forgave each other, gave each other a hug. Mm-hmm. I orchestrated that. I was so fucking lit. I know Drake wanted me to get off the mic. I was lit as fuck. I was talking shit. But by that time, everybody was, it was, it was such a let your hair down, thick, private, no photos. You just had to be there. Mm-hmm. Like even speaking to Kobe that night was surreal. Mm. And him knowing who I was, like that was, like I'll never forget that shit. Damn. That shit was crazy. That's when I took those chips on. I'm like, wait a minute, I could have cashed this shit out at the little bank. <laughs> <laughs> and it was ten thousand dollars. Wow! I was like, "Damn, that's insane!" Actually, <laughs> I, was like, I was even more tight when I found out the next day, and he told me. I was like, "What?" Should have you should have. They gave made... everybody what? Like, hey, they go. gave everybody one when you walked in, and then like somebody asked me, they were like, "Oh, did you get your chip?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!" Like they were about to give me a second one. Ooh. You could have walked over to that bank. And, and cashed it. I, I need to uh, go to that party. They don't but do that no more. The next party. That, Somebody that first one, they did that shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that first one, it was like, wait, what? I mean, you could tell, because first of all, it's a room full of rich-ass people, so maybe they wanted to gamble it away. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to keep this as a super deal. And I realized, like, wait, that's I forgot who I talked to. They're like, yeah, you could have cashed that out. I was like, what? <laughs> I could have had just $10,000 for no reason today? <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> but it was so much fun, you know. Beyonce's a sweetheart. Jay's so cool. It was so much fun, man. I once again, I've had so many of those surreal, you know, moments. I, I think, you know, and a lot of times I love the moments I have with Britney and Judah. I think past is I can't really talk about it, but. Me and Judah did another movie together. Mm-hmm. And it was surreal. Well, one day I had to be the set parent, for real, for real. And just walk around with him and, you know, let him do his thing. And 
I'm just proud of it, man. It's for a movie we both enjoyed to do the sequel of, and it was, mm-hmm. it, was it was really cool. And it, it was those moments be surreal. I mean, surreal. I tell you, the level of surreal is when. Uh, what you did a Comic Con April? You was at Comic Con when I went, right? You sure, Uncle Drew? I didn't know. Mm. So I didn't know Judah was gonna be in the trailer mm. for the the next trailer they was gonna put out. They didn't tell me. And so they put it on the big thing, and I just started bawling. Because huh. in that moment, I remember when, because he, you know, he was born early. And so I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. That little boy, they told us one gonna be breathing and made this and that. He's in a movie? Huh. And I had to go upstairs. I was like, it was all in front of the producers and stuff. Like, Cause I didn't know that was going, I didn't know that was, I didn't know anything was happening. I was So it was just a natural reaction. I wish they would have told me ahead of time. So I could have watched it in my room. So you might have been there, April. I don't know. No, it wasn't Comic Con. It was something else. CinemaCon. CinemaCon. That's what it was. Cinemacon. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, okay. it was CinemaCon. She was there. Was, I don't remember him crying. Yeah, I was. I was. It was such a beautiful. I I was just in because sh- all those emotions. I mean, that even happened when I had him on. You know, we all VM did the the talk together, and just to see him sitting there and just answering those questions. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Wow, Judah, look at you, man. <laughs> I mean, even now, I was like, Judah's such a cool guy now. Like, he got, yeah. his, he got his ears pierced and shit. He got his ears pierced. I mean, look, this nigga done grew into some smooth chocolate cooler nigga now. I, I, it came out of nowhere, really. It was like, damn, when you, like, you know, he was still going through his little, like phases, and yeah. he's he's grown. So, you know, we were working out every day this summer. And <laughs> what? So he got, you know, his voice is deep now, his hair is a certain way. He's like, yeah, dad, you know, oh my God. This nigga, he say he wants some earrings. But we got to get him back on, on podcast. Maybe. Oh, dude, a fly, he a fly boy now. He, he said he want to play football, which we was talking about yesterday. I'm like, shit, I don't know about that. But that's what he want to do is eighth grade football. So I mean, it can't be that bad. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just he in his own. It's very interesting watching that too, because he's like coming into his own. Mm. They like one of like we had all the girls over, and one of their friends, Danny Rusty's friend, like his age, cute little black girl too. I'm like, nigga, if you pull that, let's do it. See you, Playboy. <laughs> but I like that he's like, oh shit, Dad, I gotta. So this nigga doing all this cool shit. I'm like, oh, that's why. Because you know you forget, like you know, especially when they had their friends over, like yeah. so. I'm like, oh yeah, this is age group, so you gotta look cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, you wanna play some Jedi shit? He's like, uh, not now, Dad. I'm like, why not, nigga? We've been sword fighting all day. What the fuck happened now? <laughs> We've been like, sword you know fighting all day. <laughs> I'm done with that dad chill real quick. Yo, my man. See you in a minute. You play your Legos? No, oh, no, what, what Legos? <laughs> 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 the shit you were just you were just building something like two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You crazy, man. <laughs> you, you talking about Harlem? You got me mixed up. You got me mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Moments, man. Man, moments. A little good Nas song called Moments. Okay. One of the King Disease albums. He just makes great music, man. Just for the times. Just for the moments. And right. looking forward to more moments, man. Let's keep creating them. We're going to keep getting more moments, yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. Shibidi Dobo. We out here. We out. Keeping it real. That was a headgum podcast.